Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of I See You, Baby. Mm. Checking that trend. Ooh. Checking that trend. That's courtesy of Melazon. Remember that song? Mm. Wasn't that the theme song to Cribs and shit? Oh, was it? That was just one of those tracks that, like, was just... Just like they retired off that track. (laughs) You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So many, like, mixed CDs. Now, yeah. that's what I call dance music. Yeah. The like grind many, season right. three soundtrack. Um, <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. And it's like, oh, man, we sold so many Toyota Celicas with this one. <laughs> All right. Uh, I am Jack. You mm-hmm. are Miles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, these are some of the things that are trending. Really sad news over the weekend about Michael K. Williams passing away. Yeah likely a heroin or fentanyl overdose. And then three people died at a comics house in Venice uh, after doing cocaine that was mixed with fentanyl. Fourth person was hospitalized. I don't know. I, you know, I don't know what to say other than like, you know, send away for the, for the testing kits. Cause it's, it's fucking dangerous. Yeah. If you're out here doing drugs, like it's fucking, yeah, this is the, the scariest shit. Because, yeah, I don't know. I mean, this has, like, always been a threat to people who use drugs recreationally. Is like, you never know what's in there. But there's just been an just such an uptick in shit that never had fentanyl in it. Having getting cut with fentanyl. Yeah. I mean. Uh, it's, yeah, so, I mean. It's hard because, like, ju- just that impulse of, like, doing drugs is not, doesn't have the same, like, kind of part of the brain going as, like, the thing that's like, and I'm going to be a responsible person and, like, make sure that this is right. good for my health but you know you could also be saving other people's lives if you catch a a bad batch um you could be i don't know it's it's uh it's really dangerous um one thing i've I've been seeing is people being like but why why would somebody like cut it with something that's more potent instead of like baby laxative and i've read two potential answers for that like the mixing of fentanyl which is killing people it's so powerful with drugs one explanation is that they're not doing it intentionally and there's just like trace amounts that are on their mixing equipment and that's enough to get into the product. People have been sharing this picture of a penny next to two to three milligrams of fentanyl and it's like, you know, it looks like a piece of dandruff. It's nothing. Right. And then also, you know, they're, they're mixing it in because it gets you fucked up and, you know, that's what people use drugs for and then... Then you have a drug dealer or, you know, a drug supplier walking a tightrope, mixing in fentanyl at not lethal doses that they may get the reputation for having really good shit, but then could go the other way. And they just like push the line a little too far. So it's just. Yeah. And there's also a lot of fucking takes on like, well, how does Michael K. Williams do drugs? Like what? What if people just didn't do drugs? (sighs) Like, and that's a very person who doesn't have any substance abuse issues or has any empathy around that kind of take of like, yeah. well, why is it, why doesn't that just happen? Because Michael K. Williams, I mean, he, he talked about how, you know, his like being in the wire and shit, like he's had to go through a lot of shit. And like, I'm, I'm pretty sure he said he had relapsed um, yeah. after doing the wire because it was just, it was putting him, it was a very triggering situation for him. Um, and it's not just, it's not a simple thing of like, well, why don't you just stop? That's not how addiction right. works. And again, a lot of people are starting to show that how little they know about addiction or how little empathy they have around it. Yeah, that's 
very frustrating you know i mean it's Just very it's it very off. common for any like people who don't have a problem to be like, yeah, you should just, why don't you just have two beers? And it's like, can't, it can't, yeah. like that's impossible. Um, also, Mac Miller died today, three years ago. And, you know, this is a, I don't know, it seems like a, a dangerous time for people out there using. So just, just be, be careful. Do, yeah. we'll, we'll link off in the uh, footnotes to some places where you can get fentanyl test strips. Um, yeah. And yeah, be safe uh, as much as you can. Sheed is trending. Rashid Wallace has entered the uh, ring <laughs> the group chat of <laughs> of old timers <laughs> who watch the game through a jaded lens, where nobody today is as good as they were back in their day. Yeah, I mean, I and apologies if you hear this wood chipper in the background. Uh, just um, they're doing a, a like a play of Fargo outside of my window. <laughs> Live um, but you're Duke Rashid. Look, I oh, love man. you, Sheed. I love I you, Rashid too. Wallace. I, you're you're one of my favorite players. I love your birthmark. I love the air the high Air Force ones that have you doing a fadeaway on the heel logo. I love it all, Rashid. But you saying he basically said, you know, I'm not sure LeBron would be as successful back in my day, back because the league was just different back then. Are you for real? Are you serious, Rashid Wallace? I'm I mean, I'm really trying to understand what you think. Like, because LeBron James is built to fucking bang bodies. Right. If that's what your argument is. Like, well, this was way more physical. We don't play, don't play the same. Right. I don't know what you're saying, Rashid. And I wish that the people who wrote this headline gave you more than just that one isolated line. Because maybe <laughs> it's a more nuanced take. But based it's, off of this, I'm not sure, yeah. sir. I'm not sure what you're trying to say. Yeah, this makes sense for so many other players uh, to be like, yeah, they would have gotten bodied more. But... That's like being like, yeah, Shaq couldn't handle all the the physical play of it's like, yo, this dude thrives on contact. Like that is not that is that is I don't know. It's such a confusing take that I this is okay. Here's a here's a larger quote. Quote, he probably would have done good with his physical stature, with him being bigger than the majority of the rest of the players. Uh, this is on a recent podcast appearance. Isn't that where it always happens? Mm-hmm. Um, so he probably would have held his own, but I don't think he would be as successful as he is now. It's a whole different era back then. I couldn't necessarily say that he would have been a beast, but I think he would have held his own. Okay. I still, come on. I mean, um, <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> no, it, it, the, look, it, whenever you do hypotheticals, People from the past are the ones, If whenever you do this hypothetical shit, it's the old school players that you always wonder how they would do, like, uh, you know, how they would do in the modern game. Right. You know what I mean? Any person who goes back will destroy shit because their whole platform is built on the experiences of those past generations. So they're versed in that kind of play. The game, that's like, I don't even know, they're they're like going like down an evolutionary chart and like, I don't know if, if the human being would have thrived in the time of Cro-Magnon men right? because it was different. I'm like, might, might have outwitted them. I don't know. But like, what are we, I don't, I just, yeah, it's just it, it. in sports. It's such a, it's a, it's just such a like linear progression. Like you can just look back at the games and be like, Oh, how is that guy on the court right now? Uh, and that's <laughs> right. not Rasheed Wallace. Rasheed Wallace was great, but yeah. there, he was playing against people who wouldn't make it in the modern day NBA. 
you know, Super Producer Brian is saying that it's a Bronze Age and Machine Guns question. I think that's pretty, pretty accurate. I mean, Oscar Robertson is a great example of this. He he averaged a triple double, one of the great players of all time. But he like always was like Michael Jordan's just a ball hog. Like the take that fourth graders have. He's just like, ah, they wouldn't have made it in my day. And it's just, I don't know. It's probably the same reason that they're not able to objectively uh, realize when it's time to hang it up. They're more compromised in their vision uh, than yeah. we are because they were there. I just love how some people wrote about this like claim and really like used like facts and figures to debunk it. It's like, however, James is an extremely well-rounded player, and he doesn't rely on merely one aspect of his game to be successful. James, who is six foot nine and two hundred fifty pounds, is capable of scoring at all three levels, thus right. making Wallace's claim questionable. It's like, yeah, we know. Thank you, though. Right. Yeah. I mean, that also didn't sound like it was the most thought-through position. It sounds like somebody on the podcast was like, "Do you think he would have done okay in your time?" And he was like, "You know, just gave a kind of equivocating, not strong take." And people are like, "Oh shit." Yeah, yeah. No I mean, because that's what way. he says. He's like, I couldn't necessarily say that he wouldn't have been a beast, but I think he would have held his own. Yeah. That goes without saying. But hey, look, that's that's why we love when the old heads give their insights so we can get outraged and then reminisce yeah. about them, too. And then finally, Matrix Resurrections is trending oh with a trailer, an interactive website uh, where you get to choose the red <laughs> or the blue pill. Uh, kind of and, weird in our day and age. Yeah. But okay. Well, so that's what I'm wondering. Are they doing this intentionally because they know that red pilling has been so dramatically shit upon by the people who use that phrase, like just completely uh, robbed of all value. And so now they're like, all right, let's, let's bring it back and uh, right. like put it in the context of the matrix. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to think too deeply about it. Um, I just, I realized like it's taking me back to 1999 uh, and I'm 15 years old and I'd never seen anything like the first Matrix trailer and I spent like two hours downloading the QuickTime file of the trailer to like my fucking like mom's computer and she got so yeah. mad because it like fucked the internet up because yeah. I was like, mom, they fucking, the, the camera just goes, around. I don't know what the fuck's happening. <laughs> um, and this time. trailer, it's a teaser because on Thursday they said a, a proper trailer is going to come out. So what this gave you was just a very little tastes um, of like what we could possibly be seeing. You see Yaya Abdul Mateen in it, and I'm like, okay, this is fucking. And but it's weird. Keanu looks like when they showed him walking with his long hair. I'm like, is this John Wick? Right. He so looks like John Wick for sure. I'm worried about making sure I'm looking at Neo and thinking it's Neo and not John Wick. But, yeah, you know, that's my own struggle. This trailer made me very hopeful because the division between good Matrix and bad Matrix for me was like whether it was happening in the like reality where everything sucks. Oh, right, <laughs> like there's the like, real the, world, as they say, the battery, like people are batteries and the giant like swimming robots are like flying around like that. That shit was boring. And that was where like a lot of the third one took place. And then all the memorable scenes happen in the matrix and like in the, you know, altered reality with Neo having like wild, wild abilities. And it seems like there's like a lot of that shit happening in this. So yeah. I am, I am hopeful. Maybe they learn their lesson, <laughs> but who knows? Maybe they learn their lesson, which is like, Hey, if we just call some of the matrix, we're going to make like a hundred million dollars. <laughs> so <laughs> fuck it. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. 
And we're back. Greg Abbott is trending. Yeah, they got the this fucking guy just passed the new voter restriction bill. Um, as if the abortion uh, bill wasn't bad enough. Uh, this one, you know, this is the one that's been hard fought against uh, a lot of Democrats. Remember, they fled the state to prevent this from happening, uh, and it just couldn't get done. So, you know, cutting hours for early voting, banning drive-through voting, new ID requirements for voting by mail, fucking partisan poll watchers to like just you know meddle at a polling place yeah. essentially have free uh, movement what the fuck does yeah. that mean they can just like go walk over stand over your shoulder typically you can't you can't go inside a polling place <sighs> and there's a very specific area that you could stand um so i don't know just goon squads uh that are going to be out there uh and also requirements for people if you're helping voters who need assistance like they're just doing everything they can to make voting even more difficult and further underlining why the filibuster needs to just be fucking vaporized and you start putting this stuff at, at a federal level to begin you know enshrining these protections properly yeah. but we'll see they are changing the rules to make to give themselves better chance at maintaining power and the democrats again are refusing to do that and so they're going to inevitably lose and that again like just more and more clear that the democrats benefit from the equilibrium being somewhere between them and republicans and like the republicans still having like a claim to power and um you know it gives them something to run on it keeps the people who fund their campaigns happy because otherwise like if you just look at it like from a competition like game theory perspective it makes no sense that they wouldn't just abolish the filibuster because the republicans are already like doing doing unprecedented shit like why and you're not gonna you're like ah we can't do that now that that would make them mad it's just right dr fauci uh the director of national institute for allergy and infectious diseases you heard of this guy yeah this guy i heard a couple Um, things about him yeah he says that uh, hospitals in certain states, you know, are filling up with unvaccinated infected COVID-19 patients, which means doctors will soon have to make tough choices about who will get an ICU bed. Um, I mean, I, that's already happening uh, around the country. Uh, and there are also growing concerns as the rate of children's uh, COVID-19 hospitalizations uh, is four times higher in areas with low vaccination. So it's... Right. Not, not great. I feel like there's tendency I'm seeing in where, where people are just like, Fauci, God, shut up. I hate that guy because (laughs) he just keeps giving like bad news with a smile on his face and people are just mad at reality. Um, Yeah. It's, I don't know, man. It's just, again, uh, we kind of touch on in tomorrow's episode, but this is a thing that a lot of health professionals are saying, like this our the health system is caving in it's 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 failing at the moment and it's not like the fact that doctors have to make tough choices i get it that it's a there's a pandemic going on but there's also a lot of like lack of infrastructural support and things like that that have created a really bad situation for people working in the front lines for this and yeah i don't know just um <laughs> for all of the things that we've seen fail we're hardly articulating any kind of like uh solution to these things and it's just right. oh man 
making tough choices. Well, where the, where's the legislation to like, why isn't this being passed? But right. You know, the yeah. uh, people on the Hill have trouble focusing on real things. And finally, Monica Lewinsky is trending because the American, is it American crime story? Is that what that franchise is called? The, the one that started with the people versus OJ Simpson uh, now is taking on the Clinton impeachment. And it seems like things were somewhat quiet about this. I did, is it, has it been airing already or is it just starting to air? It premieres tonight. Okay. Tuesday night. So you're going to get the first episode. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's called American Crime Story Impeachment. Uh, it's, um, I don't know. This is the first time I've been remotely intrigued now that I'm finding out who plays everybody. Clive Owen as Bill Clinton. Yeah. It's fucking Sarah Edie Paulson. Falco as Hillary Clinton. Yeah. This, uh, hey. Let's 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 check it out. You know, let's see what's going on. And also, you know, I think it's time for a reevaluation of that story in the uh, in the mainstream. Oh shit, Monica Lewinsky's Beanie Feldstein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh shit. Oh shit. <laughs> damn son. <laughs> oh fuck, dude, Beanie Feldstein moniker. Yeah. Uh, damn. So she out here. Yeah, that's that's good casting. Um, Sarah Paulson as Linda Tripp. Uh, and yeah, like you said. Um, playing uh, Hillary, Edie Falco, Edie Falco, bro. You know, Edie Falco. I, hey, bro. look, I'll I'll check. I'm sure I'm sure it'll be good or problematic. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how they they get her done. Yeah. Um, but that's. I mean, I get it. Everyone from the who remembers the '90s, like shit. After OJ, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This one, this one. Um, problematic. Like a how old was he? Who built him? Yeah, was he in his forties, fifties? Yeah. Year old man having a an affair with a twenty one year old intern. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see mm-hmm. how they how, how they, they handle that one. Yeah, um, I'm sure. I mean, I, I'd imagine you handle it realistically because that's the most salacious version is right. the reality of the situation, rather than like some tired trope of like the the intern who was mm. catching his eye. Anything else you're watching right now? Only murders in the building. I think is what it's called. That Hulu show with Steve that Martin. title has like confused me every time I saw it. Uh, but I, yeah, it, it does look good. Yeah. I mean, look, it's, it, it's a little meta because it's people getting into murder podcasts, trying to solve a murder. But the trio of Selena Gomez, Steve Martin and Martin Short is, is very interesting so far. A couple episodes I've seen. Mm, yeah. yeah. I'm going to check that out. All right. It's about our industry, you know. We got we got to check it out. Man. See how yeah, exactly. see how it's being represented, bro. All right, uh, that is going to do it for us uh, on this Tuesday afternoon. We are back tomorrow with a whole ass episode of the show. Until then, be kind to each other. Be kind to yourselves. Uh, test your drugs for fentanyl. Get the vaccine. Don't do nothing about white supremacy. We'll talk to y'all tomorrow. Bye.